right, let's go back here. You know, I, I, I wow, which, which a good one. Okay. How do you bounce back from a relapse? That's a, that's a, a real good place to start this particular segment <laughs> and keep you here. <laughs> otherwise, I'm going to lose. <laughs> I need you because we need each other. I need you as a receiver of information and that will allow me to feed you and the more that I feed you the more that will happen and I'll be able to feed others so we kind of need each other so any tips to bounce back from a relapse well the universal answer that I have is um Let's start with not calling it a relapse. Let's start with calling it a slip. See, without the long-term answer, because I probably will do a uh, video on and podcast on relapse, probably at least 10 in my career. Um, Let's not call if you had some, let's not call it a relapse. Let's let's just make a decision that we're going to recover. And then when we act out, let's call that a slip. And let's call a relapse the thing when a person just basically gives up forever and says, I, I just don't even care about life and I don't care about fixing this. Let's call I don't care about life and I don't care about fixing this. Let's call that a relapse. All of that happens because you made a decision. Let's let's at some point make one decision that you're going to quit porn and that you're going to actually engage in a recovery system and a recovery program and that you're actually going to discover what the journey of recovery is and you're going to do that. Okay? So you make a decision of that. That's recovery, not that crap or simple. Oh, I'm gonna die! Oh, I'm gonna stop! Oh, I'm gonna stop! Oh, I'm gonna die! No, not talking about. Talking about. Gonna make a commitment, and you're not gonna do this behavior anymore, because you know that you don't have to do the behavior. You know, you know somehow you got to where you are because of pieces and you can reverse the pieces and you don't have to stay there. Wherever you are, whatever whatever it is, that same formula is true. And it's true for porn too. And where you can get how to reverse it quickly is from people that did it and people that are paying attention to how it's done. I happen to be one of those people. Okay, so back, you know, let's get rid of the, 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 the relapse as a word. You know, part of what you're going to need to do in this recovery journey, you're going to need to change your language. So let's get rid of that, that relapse word. It's slip. Okay. If you want to call it deliberate slip, let's call it deliberate slip where, you know, that would be a more extreme and more blatant. But let's, let's, let's save the relapse because here's my, 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 my short answer on a relapse. See, we think we behave the way that we say, just like I said a little bit earlier in the last one, you, you show up as your identity. So if you think that you relapse, what, what would you do? You, you 
you'd act like a relapsed person who doesn't care. You'd act like that. So you, and then that would cause you to have reverse momentum. Part of the recovery process is having positive momentum. And that's one of the things that have been missing for you is that you keep disrupting your momentum because you never get to the breakthrough. Think of the rocket ship and how much how much power it takes to, to launch a rocket into space. If you don't have that power initially, you never get started. It doesn't take that caliber of power to keep the rocket going, as you know, but it does take a lot of power to get it started without belaboring that. So there's no such thing as a relapse because you, you're basically going to learn every day. There's no such thing as a relapse. There's no such thing as a failure. You know, you succeeded in producing a result that uh, you don't like, an ineffective result, an undesired result. And that's good news. If you can do that, create a, a, an undesired, ineffective uh, result, then you can create effective and, and a desirable result. What you have to do is you have to stop and run the play and figure out how you got to where you are and just, just kind of tweak it. And that's basically how we live life. You look at what didn't work and fix it. You know, I often look at basketball. I tell classes about, the, I think it was the 2016 um, Golden State Warriors. I think it was after game number three they lost. These guys had too much of a smile on their face. I saw him at the press conference and I was quite intrigued. And I didn't feel that they were faking and I was extremely intrigued and it really bothered me. Kind of let it go or tried to let it go, but it just it just bothered me the way they were acting. It was just too too great of a sense of confidence and it it wasn't foolish arrogance. Needless to say, if you go back in history, they won the rest of the games in that series. It was actually three games. And um, the reason that they were so confident was they figured out their gaps. They figured out their gaps by losing game number three. And they found their hole. And they filled it. And that's what I saw. You know, I don't think they were like really talking like arrogant or, or this or that. It was more of their vibe was like, it was like intriguingly way too much. Like what, what, you know, like, like, are you guys tripping? It's basically what, what I was saying to myself. And uh, I know I have an international audience. Uh, tripping is a United States word for, are you confused? Are you delusional? Are you making stuff up in your mind? Yeah. Are you tripping? <laughs> uh, but yeah. No. So again, uh, there's no such thing as relapse. You make a decision once. And then, you know, if you have a gap, what you're calling failure, it's not a failure. You created an undesired result or a slip. And because you can create an undesired result, you also have the ability to create a desired result just by, uh, as they say, reverse engineering the situation. 
All right, here's a question for the Christian men. Why won't God help me? Why won't God help me? Why won't God help me? And um, my, my answer to the question is the one, every, my entire answer to this question, uh, the one who, who wants to ask this question, he don't want to hear anything that I say. None of it. So why won't God help me? Um, my answer to the question. I'm a Christian. I probably have one of the best pastors on the planet. Seriously. I get fed well. Better than I've ever been fed in my life. And I get the depending on God like never before. I get that one of the greatest things a Christian can do is have a life that's set up that makes him depend on God. Like paying tithes because that causes you to actually not be greedy and to be faithful and to not be anxious for anything and so on and so forth. I get that. Why will God help me? Well, it's not God's fault. See, I, I watched on a TV program. It's a TV preacher. And I don't really mind or care where my information comes. If it's sound, it's sound. And I heard a preacher uh, say one time, show me in the Bible where it says that you can blatantly go out against the word of God, destroy and burn everything down, and then you just cry out, hey, God, fix all this stuff that I, I just, you know, I was just totally disobedient and everything to the highest degree. Yeah, I just want you to fix this. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I've been, you know, just the most disobedient guy in, on the planet. But you know, I, I just want you to fix this. You know, I've been, I've been, you know, it, 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 I've broke, broken like, you know, commandment upon commandment. I've, I've made, you know, pornography my idol. You know, uh, the, the things Lord, the Lord hates. You know, I've, 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 I've made lust my friend. And, uh, you know, hey, hey, God, fix this for me. I don't know where it says in the Bible that you can go ahead and behave like that and then just cry out and God's going to fix it. I do know it says in the Bible, I'll never leave you or forsake you, which means that, you know, he's got your back. He's going to provide you with some tools. He'll provide you with the money to pay me to help fix it or whomever you're going to pay. He'll provide you with the time. He'll provide you with the technology. He'll provide you with everything that you need. But my friend, uh, while you were uh, P-Moing and, and enjoying all those orgasms, uh, I don't think you was, you know, really remembering, uh, you know, the one who died for you on the cross. All right. So, I mean, he, he's not mad at you. He loves you. He sent me to come and get you. All right. 
probably, you know, he, he loves you more than, than, than the others. That's the way God works. And you can't understand that. I can't understand that. We're not supposed to understand that. You know why? <laughs> We're not God. Okay. So here's the deal. Stop giving me all that boulder dash about God's going to fix it. You, you have to depend on God. And you're going to pray your way to sobriety. You're not going to pray your way to sobriety. Because you know what? If you were able to pray your way to sobriety, you would have prayed your way to sobriety. Right? You can pray that uh, you won't raise your voice at your wife. Yeah. You can get delivered on that one tomorrow. But if you think that you, you just go pray and get away from all that PMO you've been doing, that, that 3,600 orgasm that you wasn't thinking about Jesus Christ and then you <laughs> you understand what I'm saying so dude cut that line out you are going to have to work this out you're going to have to deal with this scientifically along with dealing with the spiritual stuff about it I'm not, I'm not going to say that you haven't done some stuff to your soul and I'm not going to say there's, there's nothing wrong with crying out to my almighty but what I am saying is this boulder dash about Jesus Christ is going to fix my pornography addiction is absolutely the biggest bunch of crap I've ever heard. If you have a pornography addiction, Jesus Christ and your prayers alone will fix somebody's pornography problem. I get it. I'm, I am not going to argue that point. Somebody will reach out in the name of Jesus and they will be delivered like that. But you know something? I don't mean to get a stream here. So I'm not. I'm just simply going to say it. It's not going to be you. I'm affiliated with a bunch of Christian organizations against pornography. We ain't teaching people to go out and just sit on a corner and pray and cry out to the Lord and talk about how, how, how ashamed you are. You see what I'm saying? Your, 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 your relationship and your love for Christ is actually working against you because the devil's hijacking that as well. Oh, I'm so sorry. I've, I've sinned. Um, all you're doing is just building and building and building and building and building and building more shame. And your love for Christ is actually being used against you as leverage to make you And that's why um, you got to stop it, plain and simple. Um, you out there doing PMO, don't expect God to fix that. You're going to have to pay the price. God is not here for that. He's not here for this massive, blatant disobedience that 
pleasures you immensely, continuously, for years, and you think you're going to reach out. See, God's a, you know, that's an unjust concept. And that's the part of what I keep telling you over and over again about you need to grow up. That's a childish concept. That is childish. Even for mature adults to think that you're going to blatantly do all of that. And you're just going to cry out. It's not even fair. Because... And, and this is why it's childish. Because if it was like that, then it's the just. If it was like that, then you'd go into another massive sin. And then go and cry out to the Lord and expect him to fix it. Yeah, that, that's my take of why he's not going to fix stuff that we blatantly mess up. Because it's not just. And it's not fair for you to expect unjust things. This is just not even fair. And it's just, it, 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 it. man, as a coach, that 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 thing probably blows me away more than anything else. Is people that are stuck in their shame because you know they love, and you know they feel so bad about that their life is driven by lust because of how porn has hijacked their brain. All right, so back to some questions. Like I said, you never know where uh, I may go or what may happen. Somehow that had to happen because somebody needed to hear that or perhaps I needed to say that so that somebody eventually hears that. All right, so can I exchange new news texts with my wife? No, you can't exchange new te nude text with your wife. The reason being is that your brain is, um, your brain is programmed to respond to pixels. It's not who the pixels are. It's a picture on a screen. So because your brain's become hijacked and wired that way, it doesn't matter who the picture is. It's the same difference. Not a healthy way to go. No texting of any sort, uh, no sexting rather of any sort, and it really doesn't matter who it is. Um, back to how do you bounce back from a, a, a relapse? Because I know I bounced off it. So yeah, just embrace yourself where you are. It's not a relapse, a slip. Call it a slip. You know, I've been heard it so many times. I even call it a relapse. But even when you hear it, just remember it as a slip. Okay, so you just bounce back. You heal yourself. You love yourself. You try. What did you learn? What trap did you fall in? There's always something to learn from the so-called relapse. You know, one of the simple ways that you can quit porn, really, like you want make you want me to make it simple. If you want to, if you want it cheap. It might take you 15 years, but if you want it cheap, um, basically just pay attention to everything. Every time you relapse, 
and you run the play and figure out a way how not to relapse that way or slip that way. See how the relapse word even comes out of my mouth? Um, if every time that you slip, you figure out a way to create a wall on how your mind figured out how to con you to get the neurochemical entourage cocktail from porn, if you figured out a way to create a barrier every single time your mind tricked you, an effective barrier for every single way your mind is going to trick you, eventually your mind would want run out of ways to trick you. And then meanwhile, back at the ranch, if you could learn to grow up and pick up some mature habits, and then also meanwhile, back at the ranch, if you could learn how to heal and dig inside of yourself and get rid of any of your inner child wounds or anything that you've got along the way. If you do those three things and then align yourself with your purpose, again, it might take you 15 years, but you don't need anybody and you don't need any program. Because that's pretty much what we're going to do. We're just going to speed up the process as fast as we can. Try to try to get 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 the hard work done in, in, in 90 days for you. So if you have a slip or something like that, that's the best thing that I can tell you to do is to, the first thing that I can tell you to do is almost kiss yourself. I love me. Seriously. Because you 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 need to you need to be kind to yourself. And that's uh, that that would be the, the, the first first thing. And then the second thing is use it as a tool to learn from from it. Use it as a tool to, to not have it happen again. And then move on. Yep. Somebody said, how long before I start noticing things? Um, I will say your answer to the how long question, it varies. It varies to how much time that you have commitment into your addiction. That's one thing. And then people are different. And that's two things. So the answer to how long on anything, it's really, it's going to have a, it's going to vary. But I think a more intelligent question to ask instead of asking somebody how long is what's a window because see now you're you're actually asking an intelligent quality question versus how long because somebody can't answer how long so how long before you start noticing things um it really works in stages so um about 90 days you start to notice some, some huge stuff you notice stuff continuously from the start but you really start to notice some stuff at, 90 days and then six months and then a year year and a half two years three years it just keeps going up and up and up and up and then and then you know like at about the the two-year mark um it's like wow you know you really start to notice that you start to talk a lot differently you see things differently you respond things differently you respond in ways that you used to laugh at people for and by the way um one of the most important things that I can do today to, to make sure that I do add value 
is um, you need to quit this streak mentality because this, what we're talking about is a journey. It's a journey, right? So we don't really count days. We don't count time. We don't do anything of that. I mean, it's one thing to acknowledge it, but we don't count it. I'm not going to get into the whole that because that could be a, that's like a whole that's a whole 20 minutes. But you got to stop counting days. You got to make the days count. You got to find out from somebody why do we not count days? Matt Dobbs shoots has a has a podcast on don't count days. I'm sure J.K. does too. All you do is put it in the search bar under their podcast and it'll come up the same way you can search you know you know we can harvest the perfect porn picture but yeah it's so hard to harvest the perfect answer for our problem but anyway it's a whole nother story okay all right so what is recovery capital that's that's something that you're going to hear in uh, my uh, work and it's something that it's important in, in getting better and it's something that that I encourage you to do deliberately on purpose, and that's part of your recovery journey. So think of it this way. If you had a million dollars and I had $2,000 and we had, you had a little bit more intelligence. You had a little bit more intelligence. You had a little bit more intelligence than me and a lot more money than me. And if you were going to go in business it does not exist. against me, who most likely would succeed, you or me? You got more money and you got a little bit more intelligence. That's a dumb question. You would succeed. Yes, yes. Recovery capital is kind of the same thing. The more tools that you have to help you in your recovery, the more recovery capital you have. The more recovery capital you have, the less pain that your struggle is, the less difficulty that the journey is, the more likely you are to succeed so what is recovery recovery is the tool having tools people in your life you know i'm a tool to you in this domain that's fine it's, it's okay i'm not offended tools things that can help you become a better person podcast training there's people in your life that can support you. We don't mean it in a mean way. They're tools. They're books, tools, seminars, tools, podcasts, tools, your journal, tools, groups where you're engaged with like-minded people, really focused on growth, tools. Men that are struggling from porn and there's no control over the environment and the people in that environment don't have any success in quitting porn. 
that's not necessarily a tool. That might be poison. You have to be careful about your tools to make sure that your alleged tools are not poison. You need to talk to people that have sobriety. People experimenting in, in this sobriety journey, they don't do too well because they don't know what they're doing. And I guess I kind of said that uh, I'm going to keep it to 40 minutes and I'm looking at all this stuff, man. I think I got like four different Q&As. So I guess I'll come back to Q&A a couple weeks down the road. I think I got what most is, is most important here. Almost. Yeah, I got to do another one. I have to do another one. Um, There's just the, the questions, critical questions. There's just too many uh, to just leave this alone. So I think two podcasts down the road come back to it and uh, have some more fun with some some more uh, questions and answers but please as I say all the time take this as a journey getting better one day at a time somebody asked uh, another question is why is connection so important um, connection so important is because you're part of and if you look at back a podcast your addiction's got multiple components to it micro addictions or micro compulsions or micro habits to it and one of those habits are uh, things that uh, feed into it and until you get a hold of what are the things that feed into your addiction you won't be able to take away your addiction as fast and one of the things that uh, feeds into your addiction is you do things by yourself and connection is important because the more that you start deliberately connecting with people that's part of your reversing process you've been trained porn addicts they don't connect with people too well you know? I mean if you really want to be like really help accelerate yourself out of this porn set this uh, pornified mind mentality is make it your goal to, to make two friends a day. Not Facebook friends, but actually friends that you connect with and exchange phone numbers. Not in some weird sense of threat. Not because I said to make two friends, but just naturally connect with people and make two friends. You know, if you do it because I said to do it, that's not going to naturally work. And it, it's, it's not going to work so well. But just, you know, learn to, to take the risk to connect. And one of the things that that will help you with is uh, we know that a lot of guys, they don't uh, connect well. So therefore they go to dating sites because they, they don't have any uh, skills in getting a girl. Um, so that will help in developing those kinds of skills. And again, one of the things that I would pay attention to is uh, staying off of dating sites. Uh, that's a question that comes up, why stay off dating sites? First of all, it's, it's a whole fantasy um, type of uh, encounter, if you will. 
it definitely falls under porn that isn't porn. And then also something that we're actually going to talk about on the next podcast is uh, it opens the door um, to you as a pornified-minded person who is really a sex addict. Um, it's because it's sex addict and then your porn behavior and your masturbation behavior and your uh, pornography and your chat girl behavior and your finding behavior and your fans only behavior massage parlor behavior and strip girl behavior and chat room behavior and you know all that nonsense that's because of the sex addiction because that has served you as a way of coping and dealing with difficult times and difficult situations and difficult moments so let's see if I can answer one more question before I go but yeah we're going to come back to this oh my gosh I knew I knew I would end with a good one imagine this Imagine this. Oh my gosh. One thing you don't know about me. <laughs> and that's one of the reasons why I have the music in the background. One of the things that you need to know about me is uh, I wrote a mission statement one day, and as we get to know each other more I'll share that with you but that was like 30 years ago when I wrote the mission statement which is something that I, I kind of uh, encourage you to do in your healing journey uh, when I wrote the mission statement it was a lot of what I'm not but some of it was what I am and what I really wanted to be more of and one of those things was to be a man of my word and I am definitely a man of my word. I mean, like, do I keep my word in every single solitaire incident? No. But I'm a man that I'll take some real pain and I'll keep my word. Because my word's really important. It's about trust. It's about trusting myself. Maybe one day we'll, we'll do a podcast just about that and just about... Uh, how that affects you because one of the things I know that you as a porn addict you probably do have a bad habit of keeping your word I know, I know you have a bad habit of doing that because first of all you lie to you have a proclivity to lying so inherently you don't keep your word because you deliberately make commitments that you don't dog on well you're not going to keep so that said here we go Am I gay because I like gay porn? Is the question. No. You're not gay because you like gay porn. No. 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 You know, the funny thing is, is that people that are gay like straight porn. People that are straight like gay porn. So inherently, no, you're not gay. 
because you like gay porn? That's the answer to the, that question. No. Uh, some comments from Joey P. If you keep looking at gay porn, you might fuck around and become gay. Uh, yeah. But what happens is uh, it's about the shock value. People have a tendency to, to, to do something that's taboo or off the shelf or something that you wouldn't do in real life, something real shocky, and you mix that with the uh, porn and the sex and the masturbation, and it juices it up. And one way that people juice it up is by looking at gay porn. Because it, it causes the adrenaline and everything to rush. Because, you know, that's some goofy shit looking at other men's dicks uh, for your own fucking gratification. That's, that's whack. Um, so, <laughs> no, you're not. But what happens is when people keep doing that, then again, comes something that they do like. And they do become gay. And I'll, I'll for, forewarn you right now. There's there's something that the the, the pornography uh, industry itself will take you to the same way it would take a person to child porn, to child porn, as well as to like a, a child sex thing, you know, like to catch a predator or something. You know, the way I've always described it to you, that guy. Because they all do porn. That guy, he looks at porn. Da, 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 he gets tired of vanilla porn. Da, 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 he goes to child porn. Da, 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 da. He it. No, no. Here's how it goes. It goes to young, barely legal, teen, almost illegal, and then there's something illegal. And then continuously watching illegal. And then that person takes it from the fantasy world and brings it into the real world. And that's called, you know, an illegal sex act. That's how that rolls. Okay. How the gay, because again, this is how porn um, makes people into things that they weren't ordinarily. So in that case, it's makes a person into a, a criminal in this case it makes them into the scenario I'm getting ready to paint it makes them into a, a homosexual in some cases so they do it everything that I said they start watching gay porn well meanwhile back at the ranch there's something called sissy gay porn hypnotic sissy gay porn that they weren't aware of which is basically, if you understand the concepts of, of hypnosis, they mix that in with porn. And so it's actually suggesting, telling the person, you're a porn actor, you're a punk, you're weak, and you're gay. And it's repetitive, subliminal messages like that mixed in with porn and multiple streams of these images all over the place like a dopamine rush. Please stay the hell away from them. And by the time them dudes do that, man, they done. 
And then they start cross-dressing and whatnot because that's the kind of stuff that they see and get used to and this and that and the other. So, yeah, that's how that stuff evolves. Yeah, that's how it evolves. And I think, you know, in a way that's a, a negative note. So, you know, I can't leave you guys like that. So let's see, how can I leave here on a good note? Okay. Yeah, I think uh, a couple things that you need to master in your life is uh, stress and boredom. And, you know, uh, so I would pose the question like this uh, to make it a question. What is HALT, H-A-L-T-S in addiction? Halts is hungry, angry, lonely, tired, sad. It's actually halt. And I put an S on the end. So when you're hungry, you have a tendency to, to be triggered. So some of you keeping yourself out of trouble is keeping yourself well-fed. Angry. You know, angry and depression and loneliness are your enemies. You, learn, you need to learn how to master those. Those are emotional mastery. All right, L for lonely, lonely, all right? You need to learn how to be connected. I told you the opposite of addiction is connection. Learn how to set your life up such that you have real live connections in your life. Part of being an addict is that you are meeting your needs of connection through porn. And when you learn to, to, to meet your need uh, for connection through other methodologies, that will be helpful. Been uh, tired, obviously. When you're tired, you make bad decisions. Any kind of negative state, uh, state, you have a tendency to make bad decisions. So you need to learn strategies, warpath strategies for every negative behavior that may come your way. You need to have an answer. You need to have a response. That's the, one of the big keys of being able to be healthy is that you need to learn how to respond as opposed to react. As an addict, you react. And, and people that react have a tendency to react the wrong way. People that respond, respond is, 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 is executing an intelligent strategy. Reacting is executing a random strategy. And the thing is, you don't have a base of knowledge that's good enough to execute a worthwhile or worthy grand strategy. I'm not offending you. I was like that too. Uh, and that's why I went to the best immediately uh, to get it as soon as I realized that it was a complicated situation to overcome. So as always, uh, it's one day at a time. My name is Joey Christ what they called me as a kid. Joseph F. Price, Coach J. I almost feel like Jay-Z. I got all these names. Coach J. Coach Joey. Joey P. Joseph F. Price. I go back to what they used to call me when I was a kid. Cool Breeze. Bad Mofo. I think you know what that means. Yeah, Bad Mofo. Yeah. Yeah. So again, you are enough. You matter. This is important enough to you to do it. You're worth it. The 
hardest part of this journey is beginning. It is a journey. It takes work. You have to reverse 2,500 hours that you worked hard. And if you do that, if you work real hard at reversing it one way, it's like I tell you, spend an hour a day, growth hour, every day working on yourself to become the man that your mom would be proud of. I'm just going to Joseph F. Price. God bless you. Remember to drive with care, walk with caution, make the day and every day your living masterpiece. See you soon.